It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to connect the dots between the facets of who we are as human beings, which is the emotional, physical, spiritual, and intellectual parts of us. And to say that we're complicated would be putting it mildly. And uh, my guest today is a returning guest, uh, Victoria Hawkins. Um, We're gonna be talking about something kind of fun in a few minutes. But I also want to remind everyone, if you go to my website, which is www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com, there's about 370 shows there now and uh, like 27 pages with about 12 on each page. So you can listen to some of Victoria's past shows with me. Um, There's also people that talk about afterlife frequencies and communicating with pets who have died and uh, our health and wellness. And so it's just a broad, broad base of wonderful knowledge that my guests have brought to the show. So I'm very appreciative of everything that they are sharing with all of you who are listening. Um, We also have on that website a place called Boomers Forever Young. I've used their products for five years. I believe it's part of what has kept me very healthy. Uh, I had surgery done um, a year ago this past June, and I don't think I would have come through that nearly as well had I not been using these products. So check out their website. Um, They have blogs. They have podcasts themselves. They have a lot of videos and they have over 2000 testimonies and there may be something there that would benefit you. So please, you know, check it out. And if you decide that there's a product or two you want to try, then when you check out, use my name, L-U-C-Y in the discount box and you're going to get $5 off of your order. So in today's inflationary times, five bucks is helpful, (laughs) I think, for most people. All right. So welcome back to the show, Victoria. And we're going to be talking about creative self-expression serving the human experience. And I imagine some people are going, uh, okay, what does that mean? (laughs) And (laughs) we are are going to uh, decipher what that means. I understand what it means and you understand what it means. But to the average person out there listening, they may be going, hmm, that sounds rather interesting and thought-provoking. Definitely. And it's a bit of a mouthful this time on our our description of our show, right? Yes, it is. You know, as you were talking too about your experience with boomers, you talked about what we what really is the theme for the synergy connection, which is looking at yourself as this whole self Mm -hmm. and understanding yourself as the physical, the emotional, the mental, the spiritual parts of yourself. Absolutely. I've been teaching about that myself for, for many years now, um, both with individuals as well as with groups. And one of the things that I talked about in the, or I I actually didn't talk about as much in the beginning, later started adding it in as another part of your whole self was this piece that I call your self-expression. And a, a lot of it was because I started to notice that as you are taking care of all these other needs in your life. One of the pieces that I think we're all here to do too is bring forth things that we create. 
And we're going to, you know, talk about that in a variety of ways. It's not going to always look the same for every single person. Uh, it's never going to look the same actually for every single person because our creative creativity can come out in a lot of uh, different avenues. And the reason why I brought up this topic for us to talk about, and I thought it would be a fun one for us, um, as you know, because I talked about it some on the last show that we did together, we talked some about me exploring some of these sacred sites Mm -hmm. in our area in Florida. Mm -hmm. And that has led me on such a great discovery of sacred sites and then the indigenous people that lived at some of these sacred sites many years ago. And then that led me (laughs) to the discovery for myself, at least of some of the artifacts that they've found. And just in and of itself, it's amazing that there's artifacts from these indigenous tribes that are no longer with us. But even more curious to me was how artistic they were. Hmm. And I thought, well, this is kind of an interesting thing because they could just make a pot, right? Like some of them were cook pots. You could just make a pot or you could make an artistic pot. So what would prompt someone to make the pot artistic? Because it's just as functional without the art. You know, right. right. It's still going to hold your stew that you're making or whatever it is they they might have used it for. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I thought that was kind of an interesting topic for us to explore some and how I think it also opens us up to these ideas um, of connecting more intimately with these past tribes, because they were in our area in America, because we're obviously in America here. Um, they were the first peoples to be living here. And I don't think many people think about that very much, but they had villages, they had sacred mounds where they, you know, had rituals that they created. They had honorary burial mounds, and they've also found uh archaeologists have discovered things like specific artifacts that were pots that they have determined that they used as effigy pots for deceased, um, you know, tribe members, family members. And those are even in shapes of certain animals. Mm -hmm. They're totem animals. They're totem animals. And I just was blown away by this and how that creative expression and artisan work was coming out in, and that we've been able to piece that together to be actually able to see the art artistry that they made on things that could have just been common everyday tools that you would use Mm -hmm. without the artistry. And it would still have the same use and effect. So recognizing that piece, it, it, made me realize how much more evolved we sometimes might give indigenous people's um, cultures credit for. Mm -hmm. And these are people that don't, unfortunately, there aren't ancestors from these tribes anymore. Um, So we don't have anyone to ask about those things. We can only explore their artifacts and glean from it what we can. Um, 
And then that led me to think about this for us as people today, which is how do we bring in creative expression in our lives if it's missing or also to prompt people to think about how they might already do this in their lives, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, interesting. Um, I just, uh, we talked for a few minutes before we started the show and I just returned from Colorado and mm. one of the little towns near where my son lives uh, is called Niwot, uh, N-I-W-O-T. And Chief Niwot, uh, Niwot means left-handed. And oh. <laughs> so the chief himself was a left-hander, uh, but he was also a, um, uh, his mission was, uh, you know, peace and working together with the white man uh, mm. that was coming in and, you know, taking their land. But he was... Uh, assigned as a person to help with these treaties. Um, and that the whole little town is very, very Native American, but there was a tree, a large, large oak tree that uh, became diseased. And so the town decided that they would carve his face into a part of the tree that uh, was left. So they wow. took it down to about maybe 15 feet um, and then they did different Native American carvings on the tree. And I was thinking about this program that we're doing. Um, I'm also going back to Wisconsin, where I came from, uh, for the 200th anniversary of the Oneida Nation. Uh, the uh, thing that went to Wisconsin 200 years ago this coming summer. And wow. so there's um, Native Americans have come into my life. Um, interestingly enough, just in the last, I would say five years, uh, that there is something that is pulling and I don't have native American blood in me. You do. Right. But I don't, uh, I'm Irish and English, but there is something. So maybe it's from a past lifetime, who knows, but there is this sensation, I'll call it that resonates with nature as a whole Yes, and preserving it and taking care of it. Um, and it's very, very, very strong these days. So it, I, I'm finding all of that really quite fascinating. And my interest in not just um, Native American culture, but indigenous, you know, as a whole, that they yes. have so much knowledge, regardless of where they were from, that we, I don't know, I guess we just believe that we have better knowledge. And I'm not sure we do. I think they probably have right. less knowledge and we're ignoring it or we don't understand it. And I think that that, you know, I, I really feel you with that as well, because I have chosen over the last number of years in my life, probably 20 years at this point, I can't even remember to explore my own personal roots and the things that might've been taught from, from those cultures. Cause I didn't grow up with that as part of my growing up education. And I just find that there's are more people than there, there were when I started these explorations. There's a lot more people that are getting called to exactly what you're talking about. And I think the common factor is there is a love for nature and there's, there's a seeing the sacredness in nature. Mm -hmm. And wanting to be a part of a return to that. And that's the one of the things I find 
as a commonality throughout the the people from various uh, cultures and tribes that I talk to that are leaning more into or have always followed more of these indigenous ways that we might call it, um, is that there is a sacredness for everything that exists, right? Every living being and a desire to return us back to protecting the land, working with the land as opposed to conquering, which is what I think happened for so long, you know? It was it was kind of based on what, you know, like the massacre of all the buffalo. Right, um, you right. Know, it was based on, it's there for the killing. You know, there'll right. always be more, but, but they didn't even use it. Whereas it was extremely sacred. There was nothing in a buffalo, whether it was the hide, the bones, you know, the hair, there was nothing that wasn't utilized by the American tribes. And so they really revered, you know, this animal, whereas uh, the soldiers that came in, it was like just, um, you know, hunting for the sake of hunting, but they didn't use much of it at all, which was so tragic. Um, Interestingly enough, I, I found out something not too very long ago. And for those that maybe don't believe in past lives, Uh, This will seem a little bit unusual. I happen to believe in them. But um, if you are a healer in your current life, you've been a healer in every Mm. life. And um, animals know this. They have a (laughs) sense about it. So I think I told you that I was able to have a wild deer approach me in Georgia a couple of years ago that took an apple out of my hand. Um, Totally wild but trusting and moving very slowly towards me. Mm-hmm. But when I was in Estes Park just this past week, um, this dog, the owner was just, you know, I could not even understand what her dog was doing, but pulling as hard as this little dog could pull to get over to me. <laughs> and she said, he's never done that to anyone. And I just thought, you know, this is very common for me is to have animals really work hard to get close to me. Um, Yes. And so they see something. So I think that's part of this um, resonance that maybe we have with being a healer or being um, more closely attached to nature. Yes. That all of this works together energetically. Absolutely. And I, uh, I have been visiting some of these museums as well that we have throughout just where I am, like within a, you know, a driving distance, maybe mm-hmm. an hour driving distance. Mm-hmm. And what I think is so interesting too, is that some of the things that I've seen that, you know, I would consider, like I said, functional pieces that have artistry, there's a lot of symbolism in what the patterning means, mm-hmm. you know, have you gone and- to the James museum? That one I haven't done yet. Oh, it is amazing. Is it? You have okay. to do that because talk about art and understanding it from yes. American. It is just amazing. Yeah, I definitely need to visit that one. You're not the first person to tell me that too. So okay. <laughs> that'll be on my list as the next place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I've just been visiting some smaller places that I'd never visited, even though I've lived here for so long. And uh, it's really been a lot of fun. and that, that piece came out to me too recently before we decided, you know, what we might share about today is how the symbols in the artistry, whether it was a pattern on a pot or in the garments related to pieces of nature. Right. Right. And I 
love this idea. And, and this is something that I think our listeners can use in their own life to wake up this part of ourselves. Um, I actually have two exercises that I've taught people for years, but the first one I'm going to say is I just call it, um, mindful noticing, but specifically in nature. So, you know, pretty much no matter where you live, at least you can walk out and find a blade of grass or, you know, something, even if it's a blade of grass, even if that's all you can find, but looking and noticing for a bit of time, a minute, maybe three minutes, what you see, it's so profound. Um, I often pick flowers because I'm really drawn to flowers and things that we might call weeds, you know, that are growing up in people's yards or whatever. Uh, and I'll take pictures of them when I go out for my run or something. And I, I did one the other day where I got really, really close to the tiniest little flower. I mean, I couldn't even tell. I just knew it was a flower because it was bright pink, but I got my phone down really close so that I could get a photo. And so when I looked at the photo, it was so detailed, this tiny little flower. And I thought even with the human eye, you can barely even notice it. And if you weren't trying to, you wouldn't even pay any attention or someone else might spray for weeds because it's not supposed to be growing there. And I, I thought about that with, you know, finding that part of ourselves mm -hmm. that when we observe it in nature, also recognize that we are mirrors because we're part of nature, mm -hmm. you know? And that we have that expression and it's unique in each of us. And that's the other thing I always love about flowers and leaves and trees. You know, uh, an oak tree is going to be an oak tree, but it's going to look different than the one next to it. Right. It's going to grow differently. Each leaf is going to be different. Each flower petal is going to be different. And that we are also going to be unique in our self-expression um, the other exercise that I've given people for years that made me think about, uh, it, it reminded me of this exercise when I was thinking about this topic, I call it when you were 17 and it's an exercise that I've done with people or, or given them to take home and do a little free flow writing about for themselves. Because as you know, um, we both have this background in, the therapeutic world and development, human development. And right around, I say when you were 17, but really between 16 and up to probably even 20, in that window of time, we're going through that phase in our lives where we're naturally moving away from our parents or, you know, guardians, whoever raised you, and starting to begin to have our own free thinking, but we're still connected with that childlike part of us that had all the dreams of the wow. things we wanted to do and be. And so I have, you know, most of the time I'm obviously using this with adults that might be past that twenties point and have them consider what was it that you loved when you were around 17 years old. Mm -hmm. And it's really opened up some amazing things because usually it has to do with self-expressive things or creative abilities or artistic talent or playing the piano or another instrument that they have moved away from because they chose a different type of job or career. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have and time. <laughs> they didn't have time anymore or they're raising families or both. <laughs> and 
what I love is, and I always say this to them too. I'm like, it doesn't mean you have to go quit your job. You can, if that's what you're called to, but it doesn't mean you have to do that. Look at the ways that you can bring this back into your life, or you might even notice the ways that you're already doing it. Um, I have a good friend that you've heard me talk about that hikes the trail with me. And, and she has a, she has like a tech job. I don't even understand what she does, <laughs> but she's computer savvy, all that, you know, like very linear thinking in so many ways, but she loves to cook and create through her cooking mm-hmm. and making desserts and pastries. And I'm like, that's your, that's your creative outlet, you know? And that this serves us, like I was saying in the very beginning, this serves us as humans to rediscover that part of ourselves and use it. That's that's very true. I mean, my grandmother, you know, was very adept at knitting, crocheting. I mean, we don't even teach that to our kids anymore. Right. Um, so, you know, that's lost. That's That's in the past. I mean, there are very few people that know how to do it. Um, you know, cooking, you're right. I mean, people spent hours and hours and hours in the kitchen. You know, now, if you look at the way we eat, it's not as healthy. It's not as wholesome. Right. Um, and it's because we don't tend to spend time. It's whatever is the quickest, most efficient way to fuel our bodies move on. <clears throat> so all of that is, is super interesting. Um, but gifts, yeah, it, it could be somebody that is um, cooking or gardening or Mm -hmm. doing something. um, I don't even, sewing used to be very popular. And when my son was little, I was so proud of myself because I had taken a tailoring class and I don't have a sewing machine anymore, but um, I did learn all about tailoring and I made a suit and I used to make a lot of his baby clothes, you know, because it was so fun to do that. Yes. Have him in it. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, we need to figure out what our gifts are today in today's world. And some of these are easily transferable, uh, maybe getting back into writing or getting into painting or pottery. They have pottery classes. Yeah. You know, I was, when I, one of the reasons why I give anything that I offer as a tool or technique is because these are things that I've done for myself that I feel like opened me up. Mm-hmm. to more joy and more of a fulfilled life. And for me, when I came back to rediscovering these parts of myself, I was uh, coming up now. I didn't know I would be getting divorced, but I was coming up on this, this time where I ended up choosing, you know, a divorce situation. But just a few years prior to that, I was also looking for my fulfillment I mean, I had a career. I, at that point had two small children. And at that time I did have my husband as well. And I rediscovered, um, art for me. I had always been a sketcher. I'd never had taken any art classes growing up. It wasn't really like promoted in my family. So I never took any art classes, but I had sketched since I was like 10 years old. And I decided that I was going to start painting some (laughs) and, (laughs) and I, I really hadn't even ever painted. So, you know, I went from using like a pen and pencil for sketching to exploring painting with acrylics and then 
oils and then watercolors and figuring out that oils were definitely not for me. And it was fun because it started as something that I was like, well, this is kind of nice. I could use this as a gift. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I started giving them as gifts to people for special events or the holidays or whatever. And then I was like, well, now I have more here than I can give as gifts. So maybe I'll go to an art festival and just see if anybody buys any of it. <laughs> and, I mean, it was all just things that I was kind of on the spur of the moment type thing. Like, okay, yeah, I'll do that this weekend and see what happens. And then people bought it and someone commissioned me. And there it went. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a very quick break on that note, because here we are coming up on the holidays. So maybe people want to make something as a gift mm. that they can give. But we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever, and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer Products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos, and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer Products. Welcome back to the Synergy Connection Show, whereas I have as my guest, a returning guest and friend, Victoria Hawkins, and we're talking about um, how we can take maybe some of our talent, our creative talent, and maybe give it as a Christmas gift. We've got that coming up, but certainly birthdays, anniversaries. And I'll bet that a lot of, because I, one of the things that I'm finding out as I study Native American culture is mm -hmm. they celebrated everything. They yes. celebrated <laughs> weddings, they birth, the naming of a child, uh, anniversaries, hunting, uh, you know, that was successful. I mean, if they, if there was a reason to celebrate, they did it. Yes. So I think there was a fair amount of gift giving, but it was all more natural. I mean, it was created by them, obviously yeah. have a store to go to, but feathers, um, you know, a gourd that had been crafted, a special, uh, peace pipe that was given. So there's so many ways that they honored each other through gifts that were, you know, created by them. Yes. And, you know, I, I love this too, because, you know, we were talking, even again, when you were opening up the show, you were talking about the, the coupon code that you mm -hmm. give and how in our current, uh, you know, current economy that we're all living in, it's good to have an extra $5 here and there. Right. right. And I also think it helps, you know, creative expression, sometimes we, we discover that this also brings us back to recognizing giving from our heart mm -hmm. and how powerful that can be for people. And I know, uh, I've even had students and at my studio rediscover some of their loves for crafting and things like that. When we were going through all the pandemic time, when things were mm -hmm. shut down, and I have one student who has made 
all of these cute decorations that she'll gift to me. And I have all of her little cute decorations at the studio for various holidays. I get, you know, I decorated and with the gifts that she's given. And it's something that she discovered in a time that was challenging for her that released stress. Right. And then she creates and she offers it to someone and it's a gift from her heart and it, you know, it's well-received and then other people can, um, experience it. And like you said, that more celebration and more gift giving, but in a different way than maybe what we might have gotten used to where it all has to be really expensive or, (laughs) um, super technical or whatever. And I, I really love the idea of coming back to finding things that we could give that bring us a little closer to nature as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I might've told you this before, but I'm not sure. Uh, we'll talk about it here though. Cause I'm sure some of the listeners wouldn't have heard it. When I also started creating more art for myself, as well as giving gifts and then even selling at times, um, I loved working on recycled pieces and then weaving in pieces from nature. Uh-huh. And when I do go out on my walks and runs, a lot of times I'll bring pieces home that I find that look like they're possibles. Yeah. 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 And, um, uh, more recently I found this really cool, just stick branch thing that I worked into a recycled, uh, piece from cardboard boxes. And we had, we have cardboard boxes and I added the, the stick to it. And then I found a little stone and I added that to it. And I found these cool leaves and I made a person with the leaves and it it just turned into like this whole little piece made mostly from nature. And then the only other pieces that weren't nature was the box, which would have just been thrown out or recycled anyways. And it turned into like a, I guess a diorama is almost what you would call it, where it has Mm -hmm. like a Mm three-dimensional effect to it. And it, none of it was even artistic, really. I mean, it's, I wasn't painting anything crazy. I was really just putting together leaves and sticks and rocks (laughs) (laughs) and it made something sweet, you know, it had, right. No, I I have uh, seen similar. In fact, one of the art galleries that I went into while I was out in Colorado, um, and I've seen this other places, but they had taken discarded parts of computers and they made this little stage. And then they put Uh these different pieces into the characters. They created the little characters out of the pieces from computers. Um, Wow. So it was very, very clever. Um, so it, you know, things that somebody would throw away, another person is going to go, oh, wow, that's really cool. Yes. You know, and then used. And then like when you were walking, <clears throat> I see feathers all the time. You and I both see feathers, mm-hmm. but you know, there's, that's a, a beautiful gift from a bird, you know, yes. so it's their gift or, um, there may be, um, a lot of people use, uh, uh, what do they call it? The glass, um, that comes from the shore, you know, it's, it's, Oh like, yeah. Like the sea glass. Sea yes. Glass, that yeah. washes up. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, there's areas where they collect and then create pieces of jewelry or pictures from the sea glass. So there's so much around us that if we open our eyes, you know, 
and our senses, like you said, walking around and recognizing what truly is right in front of us, then, you know, we can become a different dimension ourselves. Yeah. And I think as you say that, it reminds me of different things that we've seen, like in Florida, um, that I never really thought about. So this moment I had some friends of the family that had a condo down on the beach and we would visit them sometimes when they would come to the condo to visit. Mm -hmm. And she would always collect shells and put them in those glass vases, right. Mm -hmm. Or like a lamp, but it would have a a glass bottom and then she'd fill it with shells. shells. Right. And I, I just thought about that when you said it, like how much joy that brought in and it, it created beauty for their, their condo. And it was something from nature that she could showcase. And it was the collecting of it was probably enjoyable for her. And so I, you know, I think this is the thing that I, that I really was, was trying to capture with this topic was when we allow ourselves to notice the beautiful creative self-expression of nature, Mm -hmm. we also are able to lift ourselves in our human experience because no matter what, we always have challenges that will come and go. Right. Right. But when we bring this beauty into our lives or share things that we create, and it doesn't always have to be artistic. I lean that direction because it's most of what I do. But, um, I was thinking about music the other day. Uh, my son plays piano. I play a little bit and I have a friend that plays well, that's a beautiful gift to people mm-hmm. playing a song that the house can hear, or, you know, there's, like I said, making a, a beautiful dessert that people enjoy. There's so many ways that we can tap into this piece, but it lifts us. And then it also lifts the people that we're around. Exactly. And that's yeah. why it serves the human experience. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, you know, like, again, back, 20, 30 years ago, it was very, very common if you went to somebody's home to take a gift of something, Mm. you shared a loaf of bread, you know, a dessert, uh, sweet rolls, but nothing that you bought. It was something that you made and you took because it was your time, your energy, your affection for them. And you were giving that as an offering. And offerings have been done for centuries, Mm. but we have gotten away from that. You know, we think in terms of gift cards (laughs) and we think in terms of going to a store and buying something, but if you actually make it, then normally that stays with that family forever. If it's food, it's consumed, but if it's something made with your own hands out of wood or a picture that you've painted or something that you knitted, um, you know, you, you generally, you hang on to those things. Yeah. I love that reminder too. What a great, like you were saying, people were, we're going to be going into this holiday season or we're in it really now. Mm -hmm. Right. You might have a little party or an open house that you're going to. What a great idea to think about something that you might create Like you said, it could be something edible that you bring and everyone enjoys. It could be a little gift that, that adds joy to their home. Right. But that, I love that as again, a way to appreciate the place that you're going and the the person or people that you're seeing, Mm -hmm. and also to do something that will inspire you 
and lift you as a, as a human being that's tapping into that creative energy. I think that's just fantastic. Right. Um, And we have, I mean, you know, we say we're really busy, but sometimes (laughs) the busyness isn't really that, you know, it's not crucial. Uh, If it has to do with, uh, you know, just puttering around, then, you know, that is fun for the person maybe. But it's not useful time in the sense of something like this, that if if we are in the holiday season, maybe step back from the hustle bustle of buying gift cards or whatever that might be and think to yourself, what can I make? What can I give that is a part of me? Yeah, I really love that. I, I think that that's beautiful. And I think it brings us back to that celebrating more with the beauty that that's there in the simple, mm-hmm. you know? And, and to me, that also reminds me just to enjoy the outdoors that are here, giving us the gift of their own self-expression and beauty. Right. You know, the, the flower doesn't think about <laughs> hiding the fact that it's a flower. It just is. And it adds beauty to our world or the, uh, as I, sit here today, there's little birds that hop across my area here that are tiny. And I also have a resident squirrel that likes to come and eat his nuts. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, I always find he leaves that little like leftover gift for us. And it just makes me think about what, you know, we're talking about about offering our offering the gifts that we have, you know? Well, as a parting note, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. Yes. Um, And my gift to you is just, you know, I hope you have a wonderful time with your family and that it's peaceful and loving and in every way possible. Why don't you let everybody know how to get hold of you because our show is coming to a close. All right. Yes, you can find me uh, best at hipneekstudio.com, which is H-I-P-N-I-Q-U-E-S-T-U-D-I-O or winged treasures, W-I-N-G-E-D-T-R-E-A-S-U-R-E-S.com. Thank you again, Lucy. This is always a great time with you. Oh, thank you. I love having you as my guest. And I hope everybody goes out there and really and truly focuses on making this your best life. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give a us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.